this is Wicked Spursy. Actually, really good at this through uh, through yeah, my was- through my other podcast that uh, I've only invited Steve on to, and not you, Dave. I know for real. I, I am. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to leave this in so that that's on the record on the internet, the hurt, just so you know. I'm sure the hurt is real. You know, I can see it in his eyes. Oh, hey, this is Wicked Spursy, Mike, Steve, and Dave, season four, episode one. We're back. We were just oh, trying good. to remember how to do this. Yeah. <laughs> we are, we are uh, Michael Jordan in 1995. We are back. Steven, how are you, buddy? It's been a little while. What's going on? It, it has been a little while. It has. Um, you know, all things considered, it's uh, it's been a pretty solid time. You know, summer, halfway through it. Uh, we've lots of stuff that we could talk about. We could spend an entire hour talking about uh all the fun little activities that we've done and different trips that we went to. Um, But I think I'm going to start us off by being a little bit serious for a moment. Um, For our longtime listeners, obviously you should know that all of us are uh, based in Vermont, different parts of Vermont. And what you might not know is this past week, uh, Vermont's been rocked by some really bad flooding um we had some some torrential downpours that's just overflowed waterways completely flooded different cities towns across the state uh our state capital actually closed uh because the entire the entire capital was just underwater all of it um it's been devastating businesses uh are going to be closed for the foreseeable future uh some of them lost entire operations uh due to the flooding um it it's been really bad um and you know fortunately none of us have been personally impacted by it but you know it's vermont's a small state you know in, in some capacity we all know somebody or some group some organization uh, that's been hit hard by this. So, you know, I just wanted to bring it up, bring it uh, to everybody's attention right off the bats, you know, just get get it out of the way uh, so that we can, you know, proceed onto some fun stuff. Uh, if there is anybody out there um, who is interested in helping out, uh, there is a nonprofit organization, the Vermont Disaster uh, Recovery Fund. Uh, you can find them at uh, vdrf.org. Uh, they are accepting donations to help out with uh, any of the flood victims, uh, businesses impacted, all sorts of uh, things like that. Um, I, I guess that's that's probably where I'm, I'm going to leave it. Again, vdrf.org. Uh, if you want to help out, it's it, I, I'm sure it would mean a lot to a great deal of people uh, across the states. Steve, good shot, man. Appreciate you doing that. Uh, we'll make sure that we get that um, link in the the old episode notes for our our longtime listeners. But but that's good. Uh, I got to ask though, how how have you been otherwise? I know the little man had a birthday party a little while back. I'm hoping that was a uh, an enjoyable um, opportunity. How'd that go? Yeah, I mean it, it's been great. It's it's just I I continue to be amazed by how much he learns and grows. Um, you know, he had his his three-year checkup uh, just this week. And, you know, aside from telling the 
doctor where he, you know, goes to school, he answered all his own questions. I mean, he was able to just, and that to me is just incredible, right? Like here's this little guy who can have a conversation with another adult that isn't me, uh, you know, or, or my wife and, and just, it, it, it impressed me, you know, I'm, I'm just completely in awe of, of how much he's grown in such a little time. It's fun. Trust me, it goes quick, but you, you've already heard that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of going quick. Hey, Mike, how you doing, buddy? Oh, Dave. Sorry, man. I, I, it just, I teed myself up for that one. Hey, <laughs> that, that kit you've got on it, UTFG on the front. Yeah. Dude, where do I get that? That is lovely. That's last year's uh, Green Mountain Bahoys. Uh, uh, yeah, we're the Bahoys. After I think we talked about All it right. after after Celtic. Uh, I need you to help group. me. I need you to help me track that that kid down. That's yeah. Uh, so it's last year's. I, I don't know if uh, if we can still get them. I think it was like a, a one off, uh, but we do have new ones coming out. Actually, these weren't actually supposed to come out uh, because our supporters group is much more respectful than up the fucking green i know that's why i want one that, that, yeah that's yeah if anybody so they weren't supposed to come out they weren't supposed to come out it, it the guy printed the wrong the wrong template that we had we were fiddling around with it online and he printed the wrong ones um we were supposed to print our vivid coffee which is our sponsor yeah um but you know i, I can't help he offered feel. like discounts on this kit uh or he offered discounts on the actual regular kit and then gave, and then gave us like 50% off any future kits. And I was like, I don't want any discounts or anything. I'll pay full price for the kit. But if you're not going to do anything with the UTFG kits, you can just send me that one too. And I'll, I, I don't need any discounts and I'll pay you for the kit full price. Nice. But it's from all of New York. They make really good stuff. You can go on there and design your own kits and that kind of stuff. It's really cool. See, that so, tells me there have to be a few others laying around that, that yeah, nobody's willing to buy. Mike, I can't help but feel like you didn't in understand Africa. Dave. He's not asking. He's telling. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm suggesting. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You Mike, I'd also it. like to know, I'd like to know how you're doing, man. What's what's Dude, going we're on? We're nine minutes into this and you're already ship passing. Dude, this, this, is, this is what we do. This is what sets us apart from all other football pods and especially all First sports time. pods. Well, yeah, I know. I'm nobody's talking about getting fingered yet or any, any of that stuff. Yet. So yeah. Yeah. There'll <laughs> so, be no shagging your mom conversations. That's, that's right, not right, us. Right. we don't go that no. far, but yeah, well, we, we just did, but um, <laughs> sometimes you got to unwrap that present and see what's inside. You know? <laughs> um, no, everything's been great. Uh, the boy has um, been the boy. just, yeah. <laughs> the boy one has just been offered a chance to play. Uh, um two levels up from where he's currently at, at another club. Um, he's been getting scouted for a couple of years. Apparently I talked to the coach yesterday. Um, and to my amazement, he said that the tryout, he gave Lucas some, a couple of pretty complicated, uh, um, you know, pointers, a couple complicated things to do. And he said that um, he's never seen a kid um, this age pick it up and put it in pick up that pointer and put it employ it as quickly as he did um you know i mean lucas you know he did say lucas still has some things to work on you know uh controlling his speed um using his left foot that kind of stuff but he said that lucas would be at, at a kid who just barely turned 11 years old he just said uh he would he's 
too good to play at U12 level. So for me, that's a proud parent, parent move, uh, you know, moment. But at the same time, I have to kind of temper expectations and that kind of stuff. And I like I like to brag about my kid, as we all do. Um, and Steve, you'll be there someday. Uh, my kid happens to be athletic. Dave's kid happens to be really smart. And Isaac is going to be a smart ass like his dad, probably. <laughs> That's fair. So fair what enough. I'm getting from this conversation is we have already uncovered the next Harry Kane. We might have, man. Uh, at least hopefully like the next Nacho LaRache, you know. <laughs> Nacho's going back to Portugal. I uh, just got signed today to a uh, third tier Portugal Portuguese team. So oh, nice. Good. For um, yep. Yeah, but um, that's that's the Vermont Green. We have another club to talk about, don't we? Got a big club to talk about, right? Yeah, big club with real big things big. happening. Oh, wait, real hold big. on. A, a, another offer just came in from Bayern, uh, also undervalued. So we'll just keep going with what we're talking about because it doesn't matter. That, yeah, makes, that makes sense. Let's talk about the Tottenham Hotspur. What do you say? Um, yeah, man. First, so I got to tell you guys this. Um, really, really fortunate, really, really thankful. So my wife and I, in a few weeks, will have been married 25 years. We're leaving. We're leaving on Thursday. I know, twenty five. I don't look old enough to be married that that long, do I? No, no. You're um, you're definitely handsome and young. Yeah, look, like a, look like a twenty seven year old young fella. But anyway, we're going on a cruise to Bermuda, which we are uh, jacked about. And I I already was calculating in my mind which Spurs kit am I going to wear in that environment? Because what I found is when you are in an environment where there are people coming from international locations, wearing a Spurs kit like just sorts everything out. Like you can tell where the Jagoff Gooner fans are. You can tell who the loyal uh, fellow Spurs supporters are. And then some douchebag in a Liverpool kit, you know, comes walking by as well. So, and they already, usually say, sorry, they, they do. Well, now I can say that back to them, but uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I decided I'm gonna go with the galaxy kit. I think the galaxy kit goes a long way and is a, is a, a uniter, not a divider. And sure. uh, I'll let you guys know how that goes in terms yeah. of. What are you wearing tonight? Is it the purple checkered one? This is the old purple checkered one. Yeah. yeah I, haven't... I like that one. You know, underrated, and it, it kind of hides in my closet a little bit, and doesn't uh, doesn't come out every every. I've so got often. two. I've got two. Of the oh, that's right. You got sent one in uh, the mystery, mystery kit, box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Real, Very real nice. fucking. So you're mystery. meeting with Levy. That's why you're there. Precisely, precisely. Don yeah. Levy, can I give him some instructions? <laughs> so, uh, Stevie boy, why don't you get us started, man? What's what's been going on in Spurs world, and what's got your attention? Uh big edge. I mean. I, I have been so hyped for this coach, literally everything, every interview, every bit of commentary that I see from, uh, you know, journalists and, and it, it's just all positive stuff. I mean, Dave, I think it was you who, who probably called out. It's not just that we have a good coach. We have a good person, mm-hmm. you know, like we've got somebody that, uh, you know, winner. He's, he's not a dick. He's not yeah. a dick. Right. We've had a yeah. lot of dick coaches come through. That we have, you know, he seems like the type of guy who who understands what accountability is, first and foremost. Um, you know, he's made comments in the past like, uh, yeah, you know, the players are out there, you know, playing the game, but he's the guy who's picking the tactics. He's picking the team. At the end of the day, he's responsible for the results, win or lose. Uh, you know, he's he's tried to temper expectations, tried to you know, it's going to take some time. We're going to need to get used to how I do things. Everybody's got to buy into it. Um, but it, it just seems like there's this air of positivity going around the club um, that, frankly, I, I've missed. 
you know, for, for long stretches of last season under the Conte collapse and everything that came from that, it just felt really negative, really down. Like, you know, there was never going to be any sunshine again. And here we have our, our uh, Aussie coach coming and, and bringing that sunshine for us. You know, I'm, I'm honestly looking forward to these uh, preseason games coming up just so I can get a better understanding of what he actually wants from the team, what he's going to try, uh, how he's going to line people up, what players he's going to give a, a look to. You know, I saw the preseason uh, roster came out and, you know, it's mostly first team, only, you know, a couple of uh, uh, academy guys, but, you know, there are still some players out there who have the opportunity to impress um, even after, you know, maybe disappointing loan spells last season or just being completely disappointing every time they've played for Spurs. Um, and I'm curious to see, you know, who's he going to give a chance to, who's going to get their opportunity to be a, a, a Ange player um, and, and who's going to end up out the door. Um, so, you know, I, I, I've got a lot of excitement on this and I, I'm really jazzed. I'm pumped. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to this particular dynasty that we're going to be building. Listen to that. You just, he, Steve just claimed it. You know, you know, it's funny, Steve, we've talked about this before. Part of the joy of sports is the, the feeling of optimism, right? Like that unbridled, like something good is going to happen. And when I think back to a year ago, you know, we all entered last season, with high expectations. And I would say even the preseason started, like we, we saw Conte like running guys into the ground. We're like, Oh, you know, he's, he's whipping them into shape, all that stuff. But I think we always had like in the back of our minds, that dark. Yeah. But here's how Conte rolls and here's how it goes bad. And there's always the, yeah, but right. Um, I, I don't feel any, yeah, buts at the moment. It doesn't mean they're not there, but I don't feel any, yeah, buts at the moment. And that's an exciting place. And it makes it, it makes it fun. Mike, Absolutely. what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, like Steve uh, brought out the source today, right? He's pumped. He's jazzed. He's buzzing. He's excited. Um, hyped. Hyped. Jazzed. Yeah. His thesaurus game is strong, right? Um, <laughs> uh, all all of those words describe how I describe how I feel right now. I cannot wait for even the first like preseason match. We know that we know the the guys just got on the plane um we know that uh we know the the roster for the for the tour um we have returning loanees uh out there so we have uh returning players from last season out there we have players that we don't know are going to fit into the system or how they're going to fit into the system um we have players that have had fallen out of favor um we have players that have fallen out of favor with the fan base mm -hmm. so or players that we didn't that we didn't remember were still on the team guys like um <laughs> guys like Celso, guys like uh um, Jed Spence, um, um, guys that we haven't seen yet, uh, Destiny Udoji. Um, so, I mean, things are looking up, man. Uh, we also have a new uh, baby face too, uh, James Madison, um, and and not one of the he's not one of the founding fathers, but um, he is going going to be an amazing an amazing addition to that midfield. We we haven't had somebody who can take free kicks. Um, we haven't had somebody who's been creative in the middle. Um, we haven't had a, a playmaker, a goal scorer. Um, 
you know, in a long, long, long time. And, uh, you know, since we, since we had Christian Erickson, since we had a number 10, uh, and a guy like, uh, Deli Alley, and we can get into that later. Um, you know, guys like that, that are exciting and fun to watch and are going to be a real asset on my, uh, on my Saturday or Sunday morning, um, DraftKings teams. Um, you know, Mason Mount and uh, and James Madison were always good for a lot of points in the DraftKings in my DraftKings league. So, um, I, I'm really excited to see what happens. I'm really excited to see what Ange does with a lot of these uh, Antonio Conte, uh, Jose Mourinho castoffs. Um, so um, we can get to my screen name, which is what's the frequency tangy. Um, we can get to that today. Uh, we can get to it right now. Um, and because Steve and I have had a philosophical difference on this, uh, not really philosophical difference, uh, just a difference in opinion. Um, I'm like King, Co- King Kong versus Godzilla about to go down. Let's let's do it. King Break Kong, it King Kong, maybe versus like I don't know Mothra, maybe Rayman. <laughs> what, what, I don't that, know if you've ever played the, the Rayman video game. That's kind uh, of Steve. did you say Rain Man or Rain not Rain Man? Rayman, <laughs> King Rayman. Kong versus Rain Man. <laughs> or rain man um he's definitely the dustin hoffman and not the tom cruise character um so definitely definitely yeah, dustin yeah. Hoffman, definitely definitely uh kmart sucks so. anyway yes uh i i think that that tegan dombele um is likely to get another chance on this club i think he might actually fit into uh Ange's system pretty well um he didn't fit into any of those other systems. He's been labeled lazy. He's been lab- labeled um, a disruptor. Um, we've seen him at some of his brilliant and brilliant best, and we've seen him at his lowest lows. Um, I know a lot of people want him to fuck out of the club. I wanted him to fuck out of the club. I think that he can offer something different in a, and not necessarily, it doesn't mean that he's going to get a lot of minutes, a lot of playing time, but he can offer something different um, in a squad player type role sitting behind uh, a creative player like Madison. Um, you know, my problem with Tangy is the attitude, you know, and is is the lack of minutes going to, you know, going to cause an issue again? Maybe. The, body, the body language, right? Which are in the body language, reflection. right? Yeah, yeah, no, body language is always an issue. Um, and I think that coaches that beat you down and treat you like shit, uh, as we know that Mourinho did, as we know that that Conte uh, did, we just found out that Conte did, right? Um, I, I don't think those coaches uh, understand what footballers are like and what, what this newer generation of, of athletes are like. You know, these newer generation of athletes are coming out and, and, and admitting mental, um, you know, issues, issues uh, with their mental health, not just in the game, but, you know, even outside of the game, right. And, and, and how that affects their lives and how it affects their, their, their uh, product on the field. So, I mean, you never know what Tangy's going through. Um but I think there is a brilliant player in there and I am willing to give him another chance. If he's an asshole one more fucking time. Sorry, dude, you're gone. 
but I'm willing to give him another chance if Ange wants him around. Um, but I think I think what, what I'm really most looking forward to is I'm looking forward to seeing how our uh, right and left backs line up. And is it a redemption arc for Serge or, or for not Serge for uh, for Reggie? For Serge, uh, Serge, Serge Aurier is coming back. back. Oh Come back, goodness! No, uh, is it a redemption arc for for uh, seed? We we there. signed Danny Rose today. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> <laughs> we got in the DeLorean and went back to 2014. Um, um, Kyle Walker, what <laughs> number two Trippier? Um, <laughs> so, um, no. What kind of redemption arc is Reggie going to have? It, are these players? Are these players that are coming back from loan? going on this trip just as show pieces for another loan or for a sale. Um, we don't know. We don't know. Uh, is We know Harry Kane's a known quantity. Harry Kane uh, has been reported by some uh, in the know uh, about saying he Mike will be gone in two quote, or three words. quotes for our, uh, our listeners and who yeah, are viewing. In the, know, right? in the know is not real. ITK is not real. Um, but <laughs> Unless it comes from me. Or the hamster of doom. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things going on right now. We don't know what Angie's system is going to look like. Um, all the videos that are coming out of training sessions and that kind of stuff are dudes on 57 dudes on bikes. Um, <laughs> guys, guys playing, you know, guys playing a little three V three, um, you know, guys doing the defensive breakdown drills, that kind of stuff. Um, and you know, Tangy and Donnelly's already been dug out for his body language while he's fucking walking through that one picture, walking into the place. Yeah, you know, getting out of the like, car, getting out of his yeah. car. It, it 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 could not have been even close to anything resembling a guy who just woke up first thing in the fucking morning, hasn't had his fucking full coffee yet. You know, going into work, you should see what the hell I look like when I go into work. You know, though, Tang, he's his own worst enemy, though. Like that guy, that guy needs a publicist and like a just a PR coach more than anybody else in the world does. It's like just somebody needs to talk to that kid about how to. If Emerson to can, can can afford a million dollars to hire a coach to get him to where he needs to be, Tangy can afford a million dollars to hire a French chef to make him feel like he's at home so he doesn't have to eat the British food. That, that's what you're blaming this on the british food is it's it? the british food it, crea- it creates british all food. kinds of animosity toward the british people and 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 uh the british style of soccer now, be- but, beans on toast just not cutting it for my it's the australian it's, it's, the, fries. <laughs> it's the it's the australian it's the australian style of soccer now so all bets are out the fucking window if you say so, you so heard that's, it here that's first. what I've got to say about Spurs. I, I, I don't know if I, I touch it on these subjects that uh, anybody wanted to hear, but at this point, uh, I don't care. You know, I'm going let, to let's talk Harry Kane for uh, a few. Um, Just couple not observations. Let me rebut the Indombale thing. You're gonna, oh, sorry. Sorry. I'll be honest. Yeah, because he feels, he no, feels Steve, very I strongly. You, I didn't know you were loaded up, man. Yeah. He's I very strongly. I got ahead of myself. Yes, I am. You see, Just don't, for, don't let me forget to go to Harry Kane if, if that's okay. But Steve, how could we forget Harry Kane? Byron certainly haven't. Oops, another offer. There it is. Oh, it's uh, it's sixty it's, it's sixty nine million this time. Oh, sixty nine million yen. Getting closer. Sixty nine million yen. <laughs> <laughs> Bezos. Um, no, so you know, 
for me, he in Dombele, he's run out of opportunities the second that he slow walked his way off the pitch when we desperately needed a goal uh, in that cup competition. For me, there is no redemption. I, I honestly do not think he has the character to suit Angie's system. Whether or not he has the skill and the capacity to do so as a professional is a completely different story. We all know what he can do. We all know what he's capable of when he is on his game, when he is feeling, you know, energized and 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 eager to get out there. But I just, from a character perspective, from his personality, I just, he comes across, and again, I really hope that I'm wrong. I would love to be proven wrong, but he does come across as somebody who's a selfish player. He, you know, if he doesn't get the exact right set of conditions He's just not going to do what he needs to do. And for me, that is, you know, antithetical to what Ange is putting together in a team and a squad. Um, I don't blame anybody for bringing him on the the tour because I think, you know, there are certainly players who are going to be given game type as a, you know, here's our shop window, you know, come and get him. Uh, and and I think, in my opinion, and Dombele falls into that category. I don't think he has the character to be a, a Ange type player. Um, and I think that the Spurs squad as a whole would be better without him on the books. That is my position. Uh, and and again, I hope I'm wrong. I would love for Dombele to to you know really show a level of enthusiasm we have yet to see from him to come into the squad and to push the team into a highly competitive uh machine in the premier league but so far i've not seen anything from him that would indicate he has that in him as a person to 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 accomplish so for me get put him in the shop window <laughs> Let people see, you know, what he might be able to do. Hopefully that doesn't backfire uh, and, and get him out the door. Can I, can I uh, like steal hosts for a second here, Dave? Well, well, you know, Mike, your, your name was mentioned. So you do have the right to rebuttal. So, so you have 30, <laughs> you have 30 seconds. Well, remember, I, I, I told I, you, I, I told you today I'm sick of politics. Wait, wait, you wanted to steal host. You want, you want to be, I'll let you be host the rest just, of this. No, just, uh, no, no just, I'll, I'll give you the rest of this pod. podcast too. You let, don't get an invite back. Let me I'm, just say random crazy stuff the rest of the pod. You could be host. No, you want to do no, 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 no. Tyler steals host for me all the time on, on United and Green. Um, <laughs> I, I don't feel like I want to steal it from you. I just want to, I did, I don't want to borrow actually it. take host. For, just yeah, ask. I want to borrow it for a second because I what need if I handed What if I handed you the mantle? If I said, Mike, you are the host for the rest of this pod, would you accept it? It'd be tough because, like, uh, the United and Green is, is no. <laughs> the United and Green is very different to uh, to Wicked Spursy. Um, <laughs> you see that, Dave? He he wants, and I'm not going to say in which way. So, anywho, he won't um, take it, Steve. I'm trying to give it to him. Want, he won't take it. All I want, all I want, is to ask one question of Steve. Um, and and it's got nothing to do with this uh, with this argument that we're having, but uh, this argument of of. Uh, because we haven't been having an ongoing discussion about this fair every time i mention the guy's name steve like throws up in his mouth and then sends it and then sends that throw up through whatsapp directly directly to me through whatsapp if, um, if you're curious who's been leaving you the uh, flaming bags of shit at your doorstep it's not your local further. legislator it's steve god damn it I, I thought it was my i thought it was my fuck biden flag neighbor um it wasn't well that could um, be it too Let's go, Brandon. Uh, so, Let's go. Where are we going? 
Um, so the question is uh, it's for, for Steve and Dave, you can answer this too, because I think it's a valid question. You is can. who of our returning loanees would you, would you um, do you think would help the squad the most? Not would you not the guy who you want most to see back here, but would help the squad the most. You know, that's an interesting question. Um, and I, I think I'm going to list somebody who uh, I'm sure fans will immediately say, well, he just lost all his credibility. What's he thinking? Like that, that's the worst pick he could have made. Lamella is not coming back. <laughs> I'm going to say Sergio Reggion hmm. as my option for two reasons, for two reasons. First, I can't think of a single positive performance that I have seen on that left-handed side last season that makes me think he could do any worse than Perisic or, well, Sessegnon's injured now, so I guess he doesn't really get a, a lookout. Uh, and honestly, you know, Ben Davies being a starting left back just doesn't sit well with me in that Ange system. I love Davies. I think he's an excellent squad player, somebody we should keep around. But to me, you know, that's that's not where I want him, right? Like, I don't want him to be the first choice. Honestly, if he's the he second doesn't have choice, the speed. Even that's questionable, right? For me, Reggion, we know he's deficient. We know what his problem areas are. There's no doubting that, you know, he's had his injury problems over his load season. He really didn't get uh, the opportunity to develop much. I get that. I understand it. But for me, he has the drive and motivation to at least try and do what Ange wants. Whether he's successful is a completely different story. He could fall flat on his ass and just never see the light of day. But I think of all the returning loanies, he's the one who I think would best jump onto what Ange is, is dishing out and try to run with it. The second reason why I would like him best out of all of our returning loanies is his, again, character. I think he has this infectious personality, this very positive mindset about him that is exactly the type of mindset that you want in that locker room. You want somebody who is going to be uplifting and positive and pushing people to do their best. And for me, that that's that's him. That you know, I, I saw some of uh the Instagram content to, today, maybe it was yesterday, where he was uh, you know, talking uh talking shit with uh Romero uh on Instagram. And it was just, you know, two guys, you know, laughing together, at, you know kind of picking on each other, having a good time. Like that's the sort of like positive uh, relationship that I'd love to see in, in the locker room. I think he's got that as a character. Again, I'm not saying he's going to come in there, claim number one and be the most successful left back. I think Destiny is the guy who is going to be the most impressive in that position for us. But of all of our lone players, I think he's the one that likely will have the best impression on Ange it might not translate into keeping him on the squad. He might get loaned out or sold, but I would personally not be mad if we kept him. All right. So I've got a, I've got a uh, reaction and, uh, <clears throat> and uh, no, a rebuttal and a reaction. How's that sound? Um, Go ahead. Tell first. me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm crazy. No, I, I don't want to tell you you're wrong because I'd love for everything you just said to be true. I really, I really would. I, 
I well, so first I want to point out that Destiny and Jed were both low needs as well. And I have really high hopes and expectations Fair for those point. guys. Like that's 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 a beautiful opportunity just waiting to happen. I really liked Sergio when he was with us. Um, I liked it. He was fully coys. I really liked his infectious uh, kind of positive vibe, like you described, Steve. Um, definite defense deficiencies, right? Like not the most amazing defender, not the most af- amazing offensive player in the final third, but really good in that middle third, like using his speed and kind of pushing the ball up the pitch. Um I feel like he got kind of broken at the end of his time with us. And and if I recall correctly, his, his tenure, even away on loan was kind of marred by injury and illness. Like he just had a really rough go. And unfortunately in my gut, I feel like he just may be too battered. It it may take time. He's either done or it may take time for him to refine, you know, who he once was. I really, really hope he does though. Like that'd be, that'd be amazing. Dark horse. I'm going to throw at you. The, again, this is a guy that we've forgotten is even a part of the club, unless you guys tell me that he's been he's been sold and I didn't know about it. Joe Roden. I I, I always um liked Joe Roden. And I felt like another he was another one of the guys that because of the because of the managers, because of the circumstances, just could never get a shot. And it's my hope that he can come in in, in an and system and not not necessarily be a starter as a as a center back, but be a really solid um solid role player off the bench and you know instead of having to bring sanchez on and have us all go uh sounds like he's headed to russia potentially according to itk which is not true but maybe russia i'd love to see Roden thrive and and do something good mike what do you think on our responses to your question um so he's gonna tell us both wrong did no, he no, get sold? I, Please don't tell me he got sold. Like while I, I was don't talking. I think so. Okay, Jordan. No, uh, but now we have sixty nine point three million yen, and for Harry Kane, nice just dropped now. <laughs> point three, uh, the extra point three. Fabrizio Romano says that uh, here we go it is put on hold for now. Nice. Um, <laughs> hamster of Do- hamster of doom is reporting Tottenham to decline offer. Um, oh. Shock. Shock. Um, so next um, one's coming in rubles. That's right. <laughs> so uh, I agree with Steve 100%. Um, I think, uh, and, and I'll explain why. And uh, Dave, I disagree with you. Um, Joe Roden. Um, so w- when we had a choice between Joe Roden, Kim and Jay, we've, we, we chose Joe Roden because he was the, the cheaper option. Um and that's also not... did he count as homegrown or did he not count as homegrown? He did not. He does, okay, no. got it. No, um, Joe Roden uh, it, it, uh, is a guy who went went out on loan and still couldn't get into the, the team. Actually, uh, often he was left off the team sheet completely, not even mm-hmm. as a substitute. True. Um, Same with Tangy though. Uh, yeah, but Tangy, Tangy came in after after a stretch and and learned the system and and played well for Napoli, right? Um, Though so, um, on so I don't agree with Joe Roden. I don't think he's a guy who can come in and fit into the system, um. And here's and here's kind of why, and it will it, it will uh, kind of validate Steve's Steve's reasoning. Um, we don't have left backs. We don't have left backs. Destiny is not a fucking left back. Destiny's a wing back. Um, Destiny would be more suited in Angie's system to be a a forward. Uh, in a a winger in in my estimation, 
Um, he he's young enough, like I've said before, he's young enough, smart enough player um, to be molded into. Just same with Jed to be molded into a forward or a or a, a left back, right slash right back. If in Jed's Jed's case, but uh, Ben Davies leaves a bad taste in my mouth playing playing in a, a left sided a left sided uh, um, a fullback in Angus system. Um, in Angus system, uh, I, I can't have Ben Davies there, and the only true um, left back we have <laughs> in our system is Sergio Regulon. Sergio Regulon has the ability because because of the way Ange plays, he pushes defensive players, uh, center backs mostly, but your your left and right backs get into the attack. Your your entire defensive back line uh, gets into the attack, and Sergio Regulon has the speed and the ability to get back and defend. Um, we've seen him be a good defender. We've seen him try and change his game and be relatively successful and at times um, change his game to become a, to become a wingback, you know, uh, at the end of, at the end of uh, Conte's first season with us, first piece of a season. So I think Sergio Regulon is the only guy that we really have that has the speed and has the ability to defend and 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 play in a back four in Angus system just because of the way that they they all push forward and they're everybody everybody gets involved in the attack in Angus system. We're gonna right. have we're gonna get concede a lot of goals and it's gonna be blamed <laughs> on guys like Sergio Regulon. All I mean, right, Mikey. All right, all right, all right. I blame so, it on Eric Dyer personally. So boom, great segue, Mike. I have two questions for you. Right, two questions. The first one is easy, and the second one is fun. Here's the easy question. I'm going to name three center backs. You get to pick one to keep. You ready? Oof. Okay. Jaffet, Dyer, Roden. Jaffet, Tanganga. Okay. Steve, how about you? Roden. And I say Roden, too, so Roden wins. Congratulations. (laughs) We, We were right. Mike, I have another question for you. I feel like while while I was going on my rant, Dave like texted Steve and was like, "No, hey, just say Roden when I no, want to ask dude, a question." Absolutely not. I would admit no, that if I did. It's fine. Yeah, I, I totally right. meant that. Steve, Steve, <laughs> Mike, I have another question for you. Yeah, and it, it, this this is a special question that I have been looking forward to to asking. Oh really? Uh, yep. I'd love no, to know. I'd love no, to know. No, you one cannot thing. dance with my dates. <laughs> Very good. I'd love to know one <laughs> other thing. Hey, Mike. What you drinking? Oh, I've missed that. Haven't you? Oh, I've missed it. I've had a lot of drinks since our last episode. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I had a, I had I had a fun last episode, but um, now that we're in season four, season four, episode one. Holy shit! I, I was going to question your your methodology, but I I, I, I like you, where you're you at. Don't question Dave. Yeah, we were, we were on a break, right? We were on a break. Yeah. We, I mean, we reconvened. Yeah, season four, episode one. Season four, episode one. So uh, with that in mind, um, I love when you ask that question. Um, are you ready, Steve? I was born ready. No, no, no. I mean, are you ready, Steve? Wait, have you guys been working on a little something here? No. You, you guys surprise me? You got something no, special? I'm just asking. I, 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 well, because because well, my now beer. I'm not ready anymore. You're not? Are you sure? Okay, maybe I am. Are you ready, Steve? Oh, what? Yes. What? <laughs> 
<laughs> what is this shenanigans you're showing us here? What, what is uh, this? We might have waited a little longer to do this, but I but I complained and bitched at Dave because I saw this beer and I was like, I have to fucking get it. <laughs> Just because of the name. Are you ready, Steve? I'm ready. This comes from uh this comes from single cut brewing, uh single cut beersmith in Astoria, New York. Um, beersmith. Yeah, I, I love single cut beers. Um I haven't had one. There was a, there was one that they made. I can't remember what it was. It was a sour, I think. It was a fucking terrible beer, and I haven't had one since. But I used to love their. Beers. <laughs> but I love I love. I used to love beers. their beers. Well, they're like they're like out of like Clifton Park, like you know, Astor, yeah. they're Albany, Astoria. Albany area, right? Albany area, right? Yeah. You know, Troy. That's where it's where Nikki Winks is from. The the uh, the armpit the armpit of America, Troy, New York. Um, Gateway to Albany. Here I go. I, I'm already. I'm already getting, uh, getting on uh, uh, Troy, New York. So there goes. Yeah, that you just fan base. You, you just offended that whole brewery and everybody that works there. But aside from that, Mike, tell us. No, I used to love their brewery. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Uh, this is called "Are You Ready, Steve?" It's a single India Pale Ale. It's a seven percent, and it is one pint with a cool label, like two cool eighties, like you know um label very nice so retro yeah, i'm gonna yeah, it is retro it, it kind of looks like uh save the save by the bell yeah or i was thinking like you can't do that on television you know something like oh, that right alanis morissette you like that good reference yeah steve might have been a little before your time i don't know if that was still yeah, on when you were steve doesn't know about locker jokes don't worry about it i'm sure it'll be on stranger things at some or point. the introduction to the opposites <laughs> or park burgers that was good, Steve. That was that was very good. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying not to listen to him. <laughs> that's you know, honestly, that's good life advice. <laughs> okay, for, so uh, single IPA, a sipper. Oh God, it's overflowing. The head is biscuity. Um, no, it's not biscuity. It's like a fucking marshmallow. Oh, marshmallow head. That's that's a new one. Two and a half look, finger marshmallow head. It looks it looks like a like a two finger. Um it looks yeah, it looks great. It's kind of clearish. It, uh it kind of has the look of it's golden, it's kind of clear. It's not one of those big, probably juicy, poppy uh IPAs. It's probably gonna be understated. So um having my fancy my fancy treehouse glass because I've been drinking uh treehouse treehouse julius i just went down there uh when we when we went down for the vermont green game and western mass which was a delight um but let's get into this let's get into this i I, i'm not gonna delay any further also because i have to leave soon but get on it what do we got talk us through it the world is dying to know um this beer has a lot going on. Holy shit. For a, for a clear beer. Um, it's not super, it's not a super hot bomb. It's not super, super juicy. Um, but it is a really good, uh, it is a really good single IPA. Um, it, it gives you that bitterness of the hops that you want without, without overwhelming you. It gives you, uh, a little bit of, I taste, uh, kind of some orange peel in there a little bit of citrus notes some orange peel um 
maybe some lime at the back end. It's it's uh it smells delicious. Um it, and it has maybe a little bit of pininess in there. I I really uh like this beer. And uh mm. if if you want, Steve, I will find more for you and uh give you a couple at the Wicked Spursy Barbecue that's coming up. Plug plug. Remember, um, keep it in the uh VIP fridge. VIP fridge, correct. Um this beer for me. Um hold on, don't don't read it yet. Hold on. I gotta get I gotta get my figure in. Okay, but this beer for me does a, a little bit of everything. Um, it's not 9.2% alcohol, so it is drinkable. It's um it's fizzy, it doesn't have that like thickness. Sometimes you get in those double IPAs that are unfiltered, uh you know, juicy hop bombs. Um it's a drinkable IPA and single cut has hit the nail on the head here. Now for the first beer um, of this season, are you ready, Steve? I'm ready. We're ready. Okay. okay. Um, 3.8. Oh, so close. Wow. He went big, <laughs> so went big, close. went big. Steve said three, seven. I went three, four. I didn't think you'd go that big out of the gate. You know what I mean, Mike? I thought I like it, man. I thought you'd be calibrating, you know, trying to set the set the standard for the season. But I I, I think it I think it is a calibration. I mean, all right. It's 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 that good of a beer. I mean, it's not it's not in the top beers that I've had. You know, you have to go top beers that I've had have to go over four. Um, Worst beers that I've had have to be under three. this beer it comes in and it, it tops out a, 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 at a high three, and it's drinkable. It's it's kind of like it's kind of fun to look look at the can, right? It's kind of a fun beer. It's got a lot of taste, ta- different tastes going on, and I'm sure other people would find other shit. Uh, Lone Freighter didn't find any some didn't find any weird shit, but did Lone Freighter do one or no? No, I, I think this beer that guy. I know I was looking. This beer gets like a ninety three. I don't see it being. Yeah, I guess a 93. I don't see it being a 93, maybe a 90, 91. Um, but it's a fantastic beer. Uh, they do they do what they do well, you know. You know, Mike, while you think about a song, can I share something with you really quickly? The beer I'm drinking right now? Yeah. Please. I I this is the first time I've had this. It's a long trail, little anomaly. It's little anomaly IPA. Have you have you guys had this before? No. I have not had that actually, and I love long trail beers. I'll tell you what, th- yeah. I mean, I know long trail history, and I've been there a million times. This is a tasty little treat. It came in like a 15-pack of cans, just to give you some some context. Uh, big hop flavors, but a low calorie count. It's a 110 calorie beer, but I'm telling you, it's got a little haze, a little hop, and it's 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 got a nice little combo of the things that make you happy. I uh I'm actually gonna recommend this bad boy. You know, I know Montreal, nobody little asked. Anomaly. I know nobody asked and nobody cares, but Steve, since what are you, Steve what are you shared, I am drinking a classic strawberry Steve, whale cake. Steve loves the strawberry whale cake. That is, he likes that is the whale cake series. Uh, strawberry mm-hmm. whale cake is my favorite, but like uh, I have actually the number, and it's hand numbered, the number two bottle ever. No way, that's cool. Yep, Steve, I'm drinking out of the. Uh, sorry, you can't see it. The Uncanny Valley glass right now i saw i saw adam had put a picture on the discord on the oh, he, discord he's of, got that glass, of his, right? of his, he doesn't have that one he has the uh i can't remember which one he has but 
he he had put one of his beers in that in, in his glass nice very nice yeah i love it those glasses are great mike we gave you time to think what's a, what's your song for uh for uh your, your steve beer um this is kind of this is kind of a long shot here uh i'm gonna go ian gillian i have no idea who that is a deep purple um oh okay thank you but he's not from deep purple okay thank you uh what's the buzz from jesus christ superstar what's the buzz why like give, give me give me the why uh the the why is that uh you know, I, I I had a hard time kind of describing this beer. You know, the the had a little bit of the orange peel, had a little bit of the lime at the back end. Uh, it, it's a fun beer. I stumbled over my words a little bit. Um, are you ready, Steve? It's a good question. Uh, what's the buzz is also a great question. So, um, you know, drinking this beer makes me feel like, what's going on with this beer, man? I, I could have used uh, four non blondes. What's going on? But that would have been too, but they, too uh, on, on point, right? But they got something going on here. Uh, so, like, what's what's single cut got going on here? That's, you know, what's the buzz with single cut? Oh, I think what's Mike like buzz. Tell Mike me what's happening. Likes what's the, the Albany buzz? region Tell again. Me what's he, happening? He's down with the capital region. Way to go, Mike. Hey, this has been a uh, season four's. Hey, Mike, what you drinking? And uh, we're we're excited about that. More to come. More to come, boys. Mike has more important people than us to uh, hang with very shortly. So we are in the, we're in the closing stages. So I have um, a small fundraiser for a small club. That's, <laughs> that's right. That's, that's a, that's a giant club in our that's state. Close, close to our hearts. So um, I think, I think this brings us to uh, closing thoughts and we, we got other stuff we can talk about later. I do want to say before we get to that for our loyal listeners, we got a, a fun treat coming up for you at the, uh, at the end of August, right? End of August. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we'll record before then, but we've got the first ever live uh, Wicked Spursy podcast recording. So um, the three of make, us live, we're going to make it special for you folks. And uh, we're, we're, we're working on the logistics as we speak, but a lot of time find, to, I have to find a video camera that's going to make me look like I'm not so fat. Well, we just hang it up in a tree or something like that, you know, oh, yeah, like Vaseline or something. Yeah. <laughs> Vaseline. <laughs> The fish islands. <laughs> but in the meantime, and until we get to our uh, our live recording, uh, Steve, let's go to you. What are your closing thoughts? You know, I, I wish you had asked me before we had that conversation because now all I can now all I can think of is uh, "Limelight" by Rush. That's oh. funny. That's that's what I've got on my mind. Um, no closing thoughts. I, I, like I said at the beginning, I'm very excited for the season. I'm really looking forward to what's coming on. I really hope we sign a center back because that is of desperate need. Uh, you know, Dave, when you and me are picking Joe Roden as, our, <laughs> as, you as know, the keeper, keeper. <laughs> oh. you know, we've got issues. <laughs> we got problems. We got problems. So, uh, yeah, we, I, I hope we get one of those guys in. Uh, I'm, I'm loving what I'm hearing from Ange so far. I'm loving the vibes that I'm seeing. Uh, around the club and frankly i'm i'm really pleased with uh the community's reception at least on social media from what i've seen so far everybody also seems to be buying into Ange and willing to give him the shot i don't i don't really see very many people out there <clears throat> expecting 
miracles right out the gate. You know, I don't think anybody's expecting a top four finish. I don't think anybody's expecting him to, you know, have us competing for the title. I, you know, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like the general consensus among the fan base right now is just let him cook, you know, let him, let him do what he's got to do as long as he's getting positive results and we're top half of the table come winter time. Like just, just get, cut him some slack, give him some leeway. Um, and, and let's see what, what we've got on our hands. Cause you know, I, I too am not expecting anything instant, but I think if we're patient with Ange, if we can let the team have the time they need to buy into it, if we can get those center backs to come in and, and help us out, I think we're going to be in a really good position for the future. Good stuff, Steve. I like it. How about you, Mike? Closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. Uh, ticket prices, ticket prices, ticket prices. Um, wow, 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 baby, wow, wow. So. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's alien. Dave just lost of every locals. single one of our English <laughs> listeners. Only the match going fans that, Only that the have game fans. day tickets, not season tickets. That it's a, um, it's a small group. Yeah, it is a small group. Uh so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about ticket prices just for a second. Um being an American uh and being a fan of the Boston Red Sox. Um that was the second day at Mike, Dave, <laughs> Dave Mike. Mike. He's Dave. over time. Steve, Steve Dave. Um, Are you moderating this or what? So here's the deal. Try um, ticket prices. <laughs> um, I, we as Boston Red Sox fans have have experienced uh, a, a rise in ticket prices very, very, very sim- similar to what we are seeing with Tottenham Hotspur right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and very, very similar. Like, and I'm not kidding. It is like mirror images of each other. Season tickets going up. Season tickets not going up you know, because people complained, uh, uh, single game tickets going up, single game tickets, not going up, single game tickets being tiered, depending on who you're playing. Like all of this stuff mirrors what Tottenham Hotspur fans are going through right now. Um, and here's the thing, um, whether or not these ticket prices go up or down the, the team, the club and the team doesn't care. They don't care. Um, it is a business and, and, and it's, it, sadly it is a business and, and I, and I'm, and I'm comparing the two teams because of the fact that Red Sox fandom is so closely intertwined with what Tottenham Hotspur is in my mind. Um, we are recipients of, uh, in Boston Red Sox land of a number of world championships and that is because some swap someone came in 20 years ago and invested in this club and sure they own liverpool too but um that was after afterwards after the red sox became successful they invested in this club they did the they did the uh statistical analysis to bring in players that were cheap that were not that were afterthoughts um and and they took them, paired them with some with some uh, crafty veterans um, and and one or two superstars, and won a world championship, won a World Series, and they hadn't won in eighty six years. So they used statistical analysis, the money ball system, and at the time, Fenway Park was not selling out. They were trying everything they could to get fans to come in. I remember when I was, when I was in college, even 
with your college ID, you could walk up to the ticket booth and get a ticket on game on game day, minutes before the game for $5. And you would get a soda or a beer if you're 21 and a hot dog with it. Um, that's no longer the case. Dave and I are going to see uh, our, our Jake Berger play uh, mm-hmm. against the Red Sox. Um, hopefully interact with, with Jake a bit. Um, and it's going, it's going to cost us $500 each. It's, oh, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's a fact of life. Here's the thing. When you, as a fan, want your team to build and build and build and get this player and get this player and get this player, players every single day are costing more and more money. If you want your team to succeed, you need those players. You need that money to buy those players. And the easiest way for the club to do that and to get that money is through ticket prices. It is through the match day experience. It's through beer prices. It's through vending prices. It's it's everything that has to do jerseys. Yes, yes, kits, kits. We buy the kits. We buy the kits with the names on the back. We shouldn't because they'll be fucking gone in two years. Hoy uh, <laughs> beer. Um, that all. That all said. That is that is the cost of having a successful club in this day and age is ticket prices. They pass it on. It is a business. They pass it on to the consumer, which is us, the fan who love our team, who love our club, but anything that we want to be nice, you have to pay for. And if you pay for that, if you are willing to use your hard earned money to pay for that, it's going to eventually pay off in spades. And I know this because I've been a Boston Red Sox fan since I was seven years old. You know? And now and you're like a million, so. Now I'm like a million. And now we have four, five world championships in my life. Four. Worlds. Four. Sorry. Worlds in air quotes. Dude, there's not a team that would be. There's not a team in the world that would. Not the Japanese All Stars or the Cuban All Stars that, or the Dominican All Stars that would have beat those Red Sox teams. It will pay off eventually. Mike, Mike only it, picks island countries for that comparison. You know that? <laughs> no, I pick strong. I pick strong baseball countries. I know, Michael. I know. I'm just teasing you. Um, but in in the end, it will pay off. We we have to be patient. We have to be smart about it, and we cannot complain. We cannot complain if we want if we want to complain about the team not spending money on players, then, yeah. then they, they won't, then they won't raise ticket prices on you. Mike, I agree with you a million percent. And I, the one thing I would add, I'm sorry, to you, I was so long winded and no. backwards and <laughs> all good. The one thing I would add to what you had to say is, and as soon as we think that we are so important that we, that our opinion matters, when it relates to that and we say, well, forget it. Then I'm not going to buy those season tickets or I'm not going to buy beer at the games, or I'm not going to buy that kit. Dude, somebody else will step in and fill your spot. So like, as soon as you think you're so important that the team needs you, they will find a replacement very, very quickly. And, and that, that's just a part of fandom, right? Like you, you support your team, you pick your team, you ride or die with them. You buy the stuff, you support the club and help everything to get better, but you're never going to be bigger than the club. So, sh- so shut up. So just shut up, right? Yeah, because the White Sox suck. Absolutely, the they're horrible. But they're because still my club. I, yeah, no, they're your club. But yeah. because they suck, 
ticket ticket prices were a little cheaper. If they were the Yankees, we would be paying a thousand dollars for that weekend. It's, it's true. And and my lovely wife, I can say, hey, I'm buying this jersey because I want my club to get better. Like it's it's a beautiful uh, <laughs> ecosystem there. That the worst um, capitalism. We us Americans right. really fucking know it, don't we? We yeah, we got it backward and forward. I want to say this. Uh, I want to talk about Delhi for a minute. You know, um, I read a book a couple of years ago. I forget the 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 name of it. But it was it was I read it and then I listened to it on, uh, you know, audiobook in the car. I read again. a book called Are You My Mother? That was a good one. Great. One. But in, and maybe maybe that connects to what I'm about to say. The, this book was about mental health and it was about the challenges that people face, the invisible challenges that people face. And and the basic premise of the book was that you shouldn't ask a person what's wrong with them. You should ask a person what happened to them and that 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 entire change of of approach can inform your perspective about how how you can support someone or identify with them or whatever whatever it may be and so the stuff with delhi that's come out you know just this weekend and i think we all know that it came out probably not with the timing or in the process that he wanted it to um because he kind of got backed into a corner with it but it's been really interesting to to kind of watch and observe that that get talked about and i and i i love that um I love that athletes are are more openly talking about mental health. I love that black male athletes in particular are more openly talking about mental health. And I, I think it's really critical that that be an open conversation with no stigma or anything, anything like that. But it's, it's fascinating to kind of observe, you know, those dynamics as, as they've, as they've with hindsight, right. With the benefit of hindsight. And so what we know is Delhi went through significant trauma right? Significant trauma as a kid. Um, we know that childhood trauma takes a lifetime to, to manage. It's, it's not something that they get fixed by going to rehab for six weeks. It's not something that gets fixed by suppressing it by self-medicated, right? Like it literally, it literally takes a lifetime to kind of master and, and be able to, you know, understand yourself and understand how you interact with others. And I would say it's really fascinating when you, when you, when you look at somebody like Delhi and you look at his professional experience and I'm, I'm applying my educational experience with this, you know, kids that experience trauma, um, it manifests in different ways in school. It manifests in different ways in work. It manifests in different ways on the football pitch. And when I look at what we now know about how Pochettino approach Delhi and the I don't want to say father figure role because I think that trivializes a little bit too much but he he approached Delhi with a a visible compassion and care and wanting to know and understand the man and like be there for him type of approach and we look at how Delhi thrived under him and then we look at the immediate downward spiral that Delhi entered into when Pochettino left the scene that we can now see after the fact, right? We can now see the Marino Mourinho experience and the Conte experience and what that did to Delhi. It's it's just another reinforcement of like you never know what's going on with somebody. And in hindsight, it makes me second think when we see these athletes who were once clicking on all cylinders and then they're not, you know, we tend to just say, well, he's slacking or he's not interested anymore, or he's whatever else. We never we say, say he's lazy. Yeah, we say he's lazy. We never say, hmm, I wonder what's going on with him. You know, sometimes we'll say, oh, he must have, you know, woman problems or partner problems, right? Like sometimes we'll do that, but we never say, I wonder what's going on with that guy and, and what's driving, you know, this the what we're seeing is a performance issue that is not performance related at all. It, it's life related. And um, I think the Delhi thing is just a, an important reminder of that. Like you never know what's going on in between between someone's two ears, right? You never know what's going on in their heart. And um 
the fact that Delhi was gutsy enough to to put that out there for the world to consume and has seen the level of support and love and affirmation he's gotten is cool. And um, I think that's a that's a step forward for sport, a step forward for society. And um, glad to see it. Glad glad it's our club. You know, glad glad it's one of one of our guys who um, is involved in that. Yeah, absolutely. Sweet. That's all we got, boys. That's it. Fun to be back in the saddle again. Uh, oh let's, yeah. Let's close it out while Mike goes off and hobnobs with the big timers and you know go into a fundraiser of sorts. Steve, what would you say as we depart? Don't be an asshole. Thanks, Steve. And and Mike, how about you? What advice would you give our friends? Um, you know, uh, the, the world is tough out there. Uh, it's hard to navigate. So I just want to be, you know. I want everybody to be safe out there. So I like it. Um, go out there, walk the world. I, I can't wait to see number 20 out there again with that little smirk because he knew he got something over on you. Um, so good luck to you, Delhi, and your future endeavors. Uh, we love you uh, as, as, a, as a fan base. And um, come on, you Spurs. You know, one more thing. I'm feeling angstastic. Actually, Fuck, I like that. I like we were that. looking for Kois, 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 Kois. Uh, Lucas Moore is not with us anymore. So yep, close it out. That's yours, That's yours now. <laughs> I'll take it some other time. Kois, 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 Kois. Angstastic. <laughs> oh, good times. <laughs>